Welcome to the Brand Made Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Goodenough. Instead of telling you that DIY brands don't work, I'm here to support solopreneurs build and grow a brand identity with new episodes every Wednesday. Did you know that it takes about one tenth of a second for people to form an opinion about you? The same goes for your branding. 15 milliseconds it takes for your people to form an opinion about your website. That's according to eight ways in 2019. Your branding isn't something you should be gambling with. At its best, it helps you attract people, increase recognition, trust and loyalty. At its worst, it can cost you a sale or a lead. People can make snap judgments that are misrepresentative of who you actually are due to poor design. So many of us struggle to design something that not only looks good, but also represents who we are. It's not, it's no wonder why so many of us can be tempted to keep changing our brand in search for the best look. In today's episode, we'll be sharing some simple design tips to help you better your current DIY brand. We'll touch on typefaces, color, imagery, and negative space. All of the design tips I share with you today are to help you and your brand look more professional, as well as providing you with some simple ways to represent who you are better. Before you choose a typeface, we should go over a few things. Firstly, that there are a range of types including serif, sans serif, script, monospaced, and display. Today, we'll just be focusing on serif and sans serif. How to decide which one is right for your brand. You might have already heard these terms. A serif is a typeface that has serifs, which is a slightly projection finishing off a stroke of a letter. Or if you want to think of it, like I do, each letter has an extra little pair of feet or hands on both ends. Whereas sans serif doesn't doesn't have these extra elements, they are smoother finished. The most common place you'll see a traditional serif face is either in a newspaper or a book. Why you may ask? Well, it actually helps the reader's eye to follow each line with ease because the serifs almost create this invisible line under each word. So even if you're sitting on a bumpy train and holding a newspaper, it actually makes it easier for them to read and stay focused on the right line. Obviously, this helpful line effect probably isn't going to persuade you to pick a serif for your brand because it's unnecessary. But what may help you decide is that a serif is seen as traditional, whereas a sans serif typeface is considered more modern. You'll see many brands have updated their logo design from a serif typeface to a sans serif, including Burberry and Google. You might be wondering who would pick serif and want to be and who would want to be sort of seen as traditional and old. Well, in branding, traditional can be seen as good. A brand that picks a serif typeface may be wanting to communicate more to their people that they have heritage, they're established. So whether you're really a more modern brand, you would obviously pick a sans serif. 
If you're trying to be more traditional, more established, have a little look more of a heritage look or vibe to it, then you want to pick a serif. I picked a serif for my branding is because I like to be a little bit more nostalgic. And nostalgic would obviously be something a little bit more traditional. Moving into the world of colors. Color is everywhere. We use it to warn, identify and signal many different things. It's a form of communication without having to use a word. Are you aware color can also increase brand recognition by 80%? So don't leave that opportunity left on the table. Choose color effectively and use it consistently. To pick color, you have a couple of different things to consider. Firstly, check what colors are popular within your industry. The way I do this is simple. I just jump onto Pinterest, type in the search engine a keyword from my industry that others would use. You'll see a feed full of colors pop up. Now note down all the colors you see that are most popular. It's really at the end of the day, your choice. It's your choice if you want to stay completely away from the colors that are being used or be different to stand out from the crowd. Or decide to pick a different shade or tone that isn't usually used within a certain color. However, we should also understand a little bit about the color theory that goes into it. Not only does color communicate something, it can also affect the way we feel. And all colors have a symbolized different meaning And it's important that we know that before picking a color. So which type of meaning you want to align your brand with most? It's definitely a good idea to then research more into the symbolic and society has associated that color with as well to make sure that it aligns with what you want and your brand. Where things go south in DIY color palettes pretty quickly is when we overcrowd the palette with too many dominant colors. To harness a professional looking palette for your brand, you need to find colors that will support and complement your brand color well. This means including colors that aren't as vibrant and more background or neutral tones that help support that bigger color that wants to pop out more. Rather than having five colors all trying to battle each other out. Sometimes with color, a little goes a long way. Imagery can be tricky on a DIY brand budget, but there are a few workarounds. Firstly, there are stock image websites where you can download and use professional looking images for free on your site, such as Unsplash and Pixels. However, to give your brand a little bit more Eunice, it's best to sprinkle in images you have. At least one self-portrait to show your online website visitors the person that actually is behind the brand. However, this can depend on the quality of the image you have. If they aren't well lit and the composition is a little bit off, it's best to stay clear and try and take a better one with simple ambient lighting and probably little or simple background setting so they're not too distracted. If you're thinking of DIY photos for your branding, you'll need to consider other elements such as your outfit. What you wear in this image can present you in a completely different light. 
Therefore, be mindful about it. Don't just chuck on whatever is clean or closest to you. Be strategic. Do you want to come across as established and serious? Maybe more of a power suit is your vibe or a little bit more low key jeans and a black blazer. Or maybe you want to, I don't know, be more youthful and feminine. Maybe a white floral floaty dress or something. The outfit tells your audience a little bit more about you. So don't let it send the wrong message and don't let yourself go into decision fatigue. But definitely it is worth thinking about as well as your posture. I always recommend a natural smile and both with both eyes and mouth. Lastly, I want to touch on about space. When designing anything from a logo to a template, space is involved. When you're designing a layout, you'll have to just be aware just as much about the elements that are taking up the space and the white space around each element. The common downfall we see with space is not enough. Designers will always provide negative space. You may see this as a waste of space and think that we could have put more information there. But in fact, white space helps your viewer and reader. For example, if you looked at a website crammed with text, our eyes will feel overwhelmed and would try to consume it all in one heap quickly. Well, when we break this up to provide more negative space and white space, whether that's with paragraphs shorter to one side of the screen or more white space in between each section, our eyes get a well-rested and much-needed break from reading and we can feel like we can breathe better which is far nicer than having a page feel like it's bombarding us with so many words it's your turn now to take these simple design tips and implement them within your brand today use typeface to better explain what your brand represents use a well-crafted color palette to either differentiate you from color and evoke the right feeling from your people Use professional stock imagery and try and sprinkle in some of your own images that have good lighting and composition. Lastly, white space uh, or negative space has a great benefit to allow your audience to breathe and more likely to consume your content on your website and doesn't overwhelm them. Thanks for listening to the Brand Made Podcast. If this episode helped you, please subscribe and leave a review. Show notes are available on the blog at oliviagoodenough.com. You can also see behind the scenes on Instagram at olivia underscore goodenough. I appreciate you all and I hope to see you here next week. Have a wonderful day.